yeah, yeah. Let every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Thank <laughs> you. 
in the house oh to be kept oh to be kept by Jesus from the book of Acts best to stick with this series. <laughs> Acts chapter 6. <clears throat> Acts chapter 6. Verses 1 and 2. 
these are the words that you find. And in those days, when the number of disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Let's move on. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Amen. Now, I would that you would just flip over with me to the book of Exodus. We want to just. Exodus 17, beginning with verse 11. These are the words you find there. And it came to pass. Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed. When, when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed and when he let down his hand the Amalekites prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy and they took a stone and put it under him and he sat thereon and Aaron and her stayed up his hands the one on one side and the other on the other side and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun and Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Amen. I want to, today, to, as we continue into this series, I, I want to just make this statement. I want to use this as a subject. The leader needs help. That's it. The leader <coughs> needs help help. As we continue our study of the church's beginning, we come now to chapter 2. <clears throat> you know, we've already been talking about this. We've already talked about the arrival of the Holy Ghost. We've talked about the church's beginning. We, we've covered the challenges that the apostles faced because everything they did, they did it in the name of Jesus. And that caused them big problems. Wasn't so much what they were doing. It's just that they thought they were doing it in the wrong name. 
everything they did, they did it in the name of Jesus. They preached Jesus. They healed in the name of Jesus. They delivered folk in the name of Jesus. Folk who were being saved and added to the church. It was all done in the name of Jesus. But you will also remember, you will also remember that in the midst of all of this, trouble arose. Yes, you remember, you remember the church had faced challenges from without. They, they seemed like there was always some challenge. Satan and, 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 and somehow the, the challenges that they face seem to have always come from without. Satan caused a couple, you remember, Ananias and Sapphira, tried to deceive the Holy Ghost and they were punished right there on the spot. You remember twice the apostles have been accosted and by, by the religious authorities and they've been beaten and even thrown in jail. But they were delivered from jail, the jail cell by an angel and set back on their mission. It just seemed that nothing that Satan tried to do was able to stop this move of God that was continually growing. And I like the word the Bible uses. I like the word the Bible used. The Bible says that the number was multiplied. I like, I like that word. I like that word. In one place, it talks about souls being added. But now we've gotten to multiplication. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Now, now the number is being multiplied. But when we get to chapter 6, Seems like Satan is changing his strategy. If I can't destroy this thing from the outside, just maybe there's a chance that I can get a toehold from the inside. Are y'all hearing this? So, if you remember, chapter 6 starts out, it starts out with the presentation of a problem. As the number of disciples was multiplied, look at it, you remember I said, as they multiplied, there arose a murmuring. Y'all hearing me? As the number multiplied, there arose, you remember, you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about murmuring. Are y'all hearing me? Murmuring. That's just all over the church. Just murmuring. Folk talking. They ain't really talking to nobody that can do anything about it. They just talking. Just are y'all hearing me? But it was brought to the attention of the apostles that there is murmuring among the widows. Those Greek widows felt like the Israelite widows were being favored over them. They felt like the Israelite widows were getting better care than they were getting. My study shows, really, you study it, you, you find that these, true, these are two groups 
that really never saw eye to eye anyway. It, it was not racial, it was cultural. Hebrew women raised in a Greek culture and Hebrew women raised in a Hebrew culture. Just two different, yeah, you hear me, they really never got along. They, they, they come from totally different cultures, but they're able to put aside that differences long enough to attend the festival together. The problem is, this time the festival didn't end. <laughs> you know, folks, you can put up with for a little while. You know, folks, you can put up with them, but, but if you get caught up with them and got to stay, that's what happened. They, 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 they used to come into the festival together. You can be nice to anybody for a week. <laughs> Y'all hear me? But this movement is going on and on, and now they are together. And they've been, are y'all here? They are tied together for good in this new band of believers in Jesus Christ. They are in the same church. <laughs> and now all of those feelings that they have had all the time, now they're coming out. Now, now let, let me show you something. Let me show you something. There is no reason to believe that their complaints were not legitimate. There's no reason. The Bible doesn't say it. There's no reason to believe that they were not legitimate. They may have had an issue that really needed to be looked into. But we can't lose sight of the fact of what's really going on. We really, in the midst of watching this, we can't lose sight of the big picture. The big picture is this. This was just another attempt of the devil to stop this movement of God that is destined to tear his kingdom down. He couldn't do it with the hypocrisy of Ananias and Sapphira. He couldn't do it by jailing the apostles. He couldn't do it by having the apostles beat. So now let me see if I can tear it up from the inside. Let me see if I can destroy it from there to get folk complaining. Are y'all hearing me? See if I can get those holy apostles, see if I can get them tied up in trying to settle complaints. Squabbling, issues, selling squabbles among people. Let me see if I can tie them up with that. Thank God the apostles were able to see the big picture. They, they peeked the devil's hand. They saw exactly what he was trying to do, and they responded clearly. According to the text, they called together the multitude, and the first thing they did was acknowledge that there is a problem. Are y'all hearing me? If there's a problem, you need to acknowledge that there is a problem. One thing that I have learned over the years is that you have to at least acknowledge that that is a problem before you can find a solution. Are y'all hearing this? Now, you ain't got to put everything on hold. 
you, you ain't got to stop what you're doing, but before you can fix it, you got to at least acknowledge that there is a situation. There's some, that, that's some murmuring, some murmuring going on in the camp. Greeks, the Greek widows are, are not happy. They, 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 they are not happy. They, they, they are not happy with the way things are being handled. They feel like they are being overlooked. Look at it now. The apostles are not making light of the ladies' concern. They are not making light of their concern. They are not trying to downplay what the women are saying. But the one thing that they made crystal clear is we cannot put the Great Commission on hold to try to deal with something. Are y'all hearing me? We are not going to put the Great Commission on hold to try to deal with something that has nothing to do with what we've been commissioned to do. Are y'all hearing this? Got to deal with it. Got to be dealt with. But we are not going to stop doing what God has set us aside to do. Are y'all hearing me? So, so that we can deal with these issues. Look at it. It is not reason that we should leave the word of God to serve tables. Hear it good now. Hear it good. Don't, don't go out of here with the wrong thing. Hear it good. We are not above serving. And we are not going to shirk our responsibility to see that the people are served. But we are just not going to put the Great Commission on hold while we take time to set up murmuring. Y'all get this? We are, we are not going to stop what we have been called to do. We ain't going to do that. We're not going to put it on hold while we get down and start trying to figure out. Y'all ain't hearing me. I need to reiterate now. I need to reiterate that because a whole lot of us are getting it wrong. Serving tables is not beneath the apostles. <laughs> Let me, I want to make sure you get this. So serving tables is not beneath the apostles. It's just that it does not take priority over the Great Commission. Let me say it one more time. Serving is not beneath the preacher, the pastor. It's just that it does not take priority over the Great Commission. Personally, I enjoy serving. I believe that one of the quickest ways to introduce people and help people to get to know and understand the love of Jesus, I believe one of the easiest ways to do it is through serving them. I believe that. I believe that if you serve folk, somehow they learn who Jesus is just by your serving. If you remember Jesus himself, wash feet. He took the role of a servant, began to watch feet of his disciples. You remember that? Serving. Can I be honest? Can I be honest? It, it bothers me to see a pastor preacher 
that has grown beyond serving. Can I be honest? It, it bothers me to see one who has grown beyond serving. If you have grown so big that you can no longer serve, you are too big. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Everybody, and this is the attitude that I see too much of the time, everybody, I got to always be bringing me something. Everybody got to always be at my beck and call. Everybody, even dry your face when you're sweating. Y'all ain't hearing this. Now, if you got it like that, if you got it like that, if that's what rings your bell, God bless you. But my question is, who are you doing that for? My question is, who are you serving? because I love service so much I have to be careful lest I make service my priority and neglect what God has called and commissioned me to do you see no matter what it is no matter what it is I, yeah, no matter what it is that I like to do I cannot allow it to take me away from the word of God and this, my brothers and sisters, this, my brothers and sisters, is what the apostles have concluded. They have, they have concluded that there is a murmuring, and it seems that they may have a legitimate complaint, but we can't stop what we're doing and start serving tables. Are y'all hearing this? So herein lies the dilemma. There's work that needs to be done, Amen. but we are too busy carrying out the commission that we don't have time to handle what has come up. What do we do? What do we, the Bible says they call the church meeting. <laughs> they call together the multitude, and, and, and when they call the multitude together, they acknowledge we got a problem. But at the same time, the apostles explained to them that what we are doing is so important that it's not reasonable that we will stop what we are doing to serve tables. We are seeing people being healed. Are you hearing me? We're seeing lives being turned around. We're seeing people accept Jesus Christ. We can't stop this. To serve tables. What are they saying? They're saying we need some help. That's it right there. We need help. So here's the solution. Here's the solution they came up with. Find seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom you may appoint, read it good, over this business. <laughs> and I, I, I'm taking my time there. I, I teach the deacons here, and they all already know that we already know, we're already together on this, that we may appoint over this business. Those old 
deacons, and years ago, they saw the red fast. Some of them couldn't read it all, but they read it as the business. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing. Not the business. This business. Are y'all hearing me? There's been a whole lot of conflict and a whole lot of churches because of the misreading of this scriptures. It's not their business, it's this business. And this business that the apostles are talking about is serving people. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. Read the Bible, read the Bible. This is what we need. We need servants, not bosses, not somebody to keep us straight. We need somebody who is willing to share the burden of ministry. I like the Acts account. I like the Acts account because in the account in Acts, it, it doesn't get up. It doesn't get in the titles. The word deacon ain't in there. That's right. I, I like it because it doesn't, at that point, it doesn't get in the titles. Later on, they are called deacons. But at this point, the preacher needs some help. And God has prepared some folk who can help him. What do we look for? What do we look for? Well, let's take it right out of the book. Look for folk. Of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, wisdom. That's it. Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost. Wisdom. Now, for the, for the most part, we understand honest. If you're going to be dealing with distribution, you need to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we understand wisdom. There's not a book, y'all hear me, y'all hear, there's not a book, so you have to be wise enough to know what to do, the right thing at the right time. You need wisdom, but somehow, sometimes, we get tripped over full of the Holy Ghost. Can, 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 we, can we spend a minute here? Somehow, we get a little weary. We, we take that and that, we make it. I don't want to get thrown off track here. But, but if you are saved, I'm, let, let me teach you a minute. If you are saved, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it is by grace you have been saved through faith and not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works. So that no man can boast. You receive Christ by faith. You live by faith. Everything you receive from God from the moment you are of your spiritual birth until you die, you receive it by faith. And if you're here in this house today and desire to be filled with his spirit, you can be, it can be done today, but you got to do it by faith. Y'all hearing this? You don't have to beg and bother for it. You don't have to earn it. You receive it by faith. And if you are saved, you are saved by the grace of God through faith. 
Now, now I know that throws a whole lot of folk off. Some folk don't know they fear with the Holy Ghost. And so you'll never walk in the power you need to walk in if you don't know it. Are y'all hearing? Let, let me see. Let me see if I can. I, I started to bring this in, but I, I'll, I'll just try to get you a visual picture. If I had a jar here that was full of rocks, I could take that jar full of rocks and I could fill it up to the brim with water. Now, that jar is full, but it ain't as full as it could be if it didn't have those rocks in it. Are y'all hearing me? And, and, and every time I take a rock out, I make room for, for some more. Are y'all hearing me? If I take another rock out, I, I, can, I make room for some more. We'll say we'll fill with the Holy Ghost, but guess what? All of us got some rocks in us. <laughs> some rocks that need to be moved. And every time, yeah, we stay with Jesus long enough, every time a rock comes out, he can tell y'all hearing this. We, we've got to understand that although we are filled, we still got rocks we, we need to, that need to be removed. And, and, and as those rocks are removed, then we make room for the Holy Ghost. You want to see somebody walk in Holy Ghost power? You, you get rid of some of them rocks. <laughs> Y'all in here. Get rid of some of them rocks. You want to see somebody walk in Holy Ghost power? <sighs> so find men. Find men. And uh, let me just shake up a whole lot of stuff today. <laughs> Don't make too much out of fine men. <laughs> Don't get quiet. Don't get quiet. <laughs> get quiet. Read the book of Romans, Romans chapter 16, and you'll find a woman by the name of Phoebe. The Bible says she was a deacon. The Bible referred now as a servant, but it's referred to in a lot of the translations, the same thing, servant, deacon. A woman. So women are not excluded. We don't have any deacons. We don't have any women. Well, here it is. As a pastor for these 40 years, I have found that what works best for me and my leadership is a man with a wife. Now, let's don't get thrown off. That doesn't say he got to have a wife. That doesn't say, does not say that he's got to have a wife, but, but, but my brothers and sisters, uh, yeah, a, a man with a wife is almost like getting two for the price of one. The Bible does say that the two become, y'all ain't hearing me. The Bible teaches me that in marriage, the two become one. That's why the book of 1st Timothy not only gives qualifications for the deacon it also gives qualifications for his wife are y'all hearing me two in one 
I remember when I was as a young pastor, it was, you know, it's just crazy what you do when you're young. As a young pastor, I, I used to, <laughs> I used to tell deacons, we talk, we talking about some stuff in deacon board meeting. Now I remember telling deacons, don't you tell your wife about it now. <laughs> some of y'all remember. <laughs> I remember telling deacons, don't, don't talk to your wife. That was crazy. That, that was crazy. The two are one. Get him put out. <laughs> this thing is not nearly as hard as we try to make it. We spend more time trying to keep folk out of ministry than we do trying to get folk in ministry. One of the greatest opportunities that God has afforded me in my walk with him has been the opportunity to actually serve as a deacon. All right, sir. All right, sir. Not only did I have the opportunity to serve, but I was the youngest deacon in the history of our church to ever serve. I was ordained at the age of 26, but not only that, at the age of 27, I was selected by the pastor and congregation to serve as the chairman <laughs> in my dumb self, as the chairman of the deacon's ministry. I actually served as chairman of a deacon's ministry that my grandfather was a part of. <laughs> Can you imagine a brand new 27-year-old deacon serving with your granddaddy? Y'all ain't hearing this. What I didn't know then is that I do know now is that God was preparing me so that I would have an appreciation for the office and understand well what an asset to the ministry and what an asset deacons can be to ministry. Are y'all hearing me? Why? Because the pastor needs help. My deacons are here today. I, I, I ask, I ask them to make a special effort to be here today. I wanted you all to see an illustration of what help looks like. Now, I know when you start talking about deacons and start talking about help, you immediately start looking in the corner. Are y'all hearing me? But the truth of the matter is, all of them ain't sitting in the corner. Not, not in Salem Church. If you want to find a deacon, are you hearing me? You, you want to find, the, they're all around the place. They're in here now. Reverend Woods, I found that one of the best places in the world to find deacons is on the usher bowl. <laughs> That's where they are. Look at them. They're, they're, they're at the doors right now. They're serving. Are y'all hearing me? I, I found that one of the best places to look for deacons are folk who are already serving. Already. Folk who are already used to serving. Folk. Are y'all hearing this? Look around. If you want to see them, you don't know just, are, are you hearing me? The, yeah, they, 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 they keep things moving 
forward. You see him serving communion. You see him you're doing all around. You see them serving all over the place. They don't just sit in the corner. They serve. They're ushers. They're teachers. They're choir members. They, they go to the hospitals. They make phone calls. They carry communion to the sick and the shut-in. They drive carts in the parking lot. They serve. They're servants who help me and keep me free to stay in the word of God. Are y'all hearing this? Every pastor learns very quickly that they can't do this alone. Every pastor, you learn that in a hurry. If you think you can, I feel sorry for you. You cannot do this alone. Every leader needs help. And I've learned that when you need help, you don't go out looking for folk who are just sitting around waiting on a chance. You look for you look for folk who are already serving. Are y'all hearing? You want to see something done and done right? Find somebody that ain't got time to do it. <laughs> are y'all hearing me? Somebody who is already serving. God has abundantly blessed this church with an abundance of folk who have the spiritual gift of helps. Are y'all here? This church is abundantly blessed. I, I don't see it everywhere, but we are abundantly blessed with people who have a spiritual gift of help. 1 Corinthians 12, there are folk who are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Are y'all hearing me? And all they want to do is help. Thank God for the deacons, but there are others. There, there is a gift of help, and this church has an abundance of folk who have the gift of help. They don't want a title. They ain't got no title. Don't want, don't want a title. All they want to do is help. And the pastor is blessed who has helpers around. And that's ultimately what this passage is about. It is saying that in order for the pastor to successfully carry out the great assignment that he or she is charged to do, they need help. The truth is, sometimes you grow weary along this journey. Sometimes you feel like you just can't go on. Sometimes you feel like the task is bigger than you, but I don't know about anybody else, but I thank God for help. Close through now. I'm through now. Close by carrying you back to the Old Testament story of Moses. God's servant Moses. Exodus 17 says as the children of God, they were under attack. As they were on their way to the promised land, they, they found themselves under the attack of Amalek. Found themselves under attack. And Moses gave the command to Joshua, said, Joshua, you get men together and you go down and fight this battle. And while you go down and fight the battle, I'm going to go up on the mountaintop. And I'm going to hold up the staff of God. Are y'all hearing me? There's power, I tell you. There's power. In the name of Jesus, there's power. Yeah, God gives the man of God power. That's the same staff. 
that he held out and opened up the Red Sea. That's the same thing. That he touched the rock and water came out. He said, go hold it up. The battle stated, the battle started, and the Bible says that Moses stood there, and as long as Moses was holding up the staff, they were winning the battle. But you got to know Moses now is getting over in years, and he begins to get weary, and sometimes the staff is coming down, and the Bible says that when the staff was lowered, then the enemy began to win. Are y'all hearing this? So two men, two men, Aaron and her, they were looking. They see him getting weary up there. They go up the mountain, and one gets on one side. The other gets on the other side, and they get a rock for Moses to sit down. The Bible says one held him up on one side. The other held him up on the other side. And it says that the battle was won. Are y'all hearing me? The battle was won because Moses had Y'all ain't hearing me. Had some help. The leader needs help. I'm through now. But as I go to my seat, I want to point to one leader who had to go it alone. <laughs> got to do this. I can't sit down unless I got to. Got to point to one leader that had to go it alone. Are y'all hearing me? Even as he went to the cross. He went alone. According to the word of God, he was forsaken by his own father. Father, why has, are y'all hearing me? My God, my God, why has thou forsaken? He suffered, bled, and died alone. Got up from the grave, though. <laughs> are y'all hearing me? He died, laid him in a tomb, but he got up from the grave with all power in his hands. I do what I do. You do what you do because he got up with all power in his hands. He had to go it alone. But I close with the hymn, words to the hymn. Must Jesus bear <laughs> the cross alone? And all the world go free. No, there's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. How happy are the saints above who once went sorrowing here, but now they taste unmingled love and joy without a tear. The consecrated cross out there yeah. till death shall set me free and then go home my crown to wear for there's a crown for me oh Jesus we cannot leave him to bear this cross alone there is a cross for all of us each one of us has to bear the burden of this ministry as a part of it that we all have to bear but sooner or later we'll go home and just like we bear a cross, there's a crown. There's a crown waiting. Today, I want to invite you to help. I want to invite you to become a helper. If you're not saved right now, you need help. But you can join the team of, of helpers today. You can join the team of folk who, who, who are helping to lift the Savior up.
How do you do it? If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved today. Today, you can turn it all around. Today, you can become a part of the body of Christ. Only believe. That's it. Only believe. You hear? Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. And it's free to all. Healing stream that flows from Calvary's mountain. If you're here today, unsaved, I'm going to invite you to come. If you're here today and you don't have a church covering, already saved, just don't have a church covering, may I invite you now, may I invite you now to come. The door's open.
bow your heads and let's pray Lord at the center of all we do is Jesus Jesus is the center of it all from beginning to the end he is the very center of it all Lord we thank you for the ministry of not only the leadership, the preaching of the gospel, but Lord, we also thank you for the ministry of service. Yes. Those who have been tasked to help hold up the leader and the arms of the leader and to serve with and for them. But Lord, we call now that thank God for the ministry in the church. There is also a ministry of the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is to lift up Jesus in such a way that men, women, boys, and girls can yield themselves to him and understand that they are loaded down with rocks in life. And these rocks are the sin that weigh us down, Lord, but we ask that you remove this. Fill them and give them your spirit so that they will see that everything that Jesus did was to save them from this present darkness so now we pray for those in the building but we also pray for the church virtually pray for those on the outside who are looking in and seeing what we're doing and have seen Christ want to give themselves to him give their lives to him and be saved this is our prayer we pray it in the master's name of Jesus for his name is the only name that matters to him we give all glory and honor amen amen you may be seated somebody give God praise Amen. somebody give God praise Amen. give God praise give him praise because he's worthy to be praised give him praise because he's worthy to be praised Bible says from the rising of the Sun until the going down of the same the very name of the Lord is worthy to be praised we serve a good God amen and we serve a God who is big amen your God is small he will require small praise and if we had a medium sized God he'd be do medium praise but the Bible says great is the Lord greatly to be praised All in right. the city of our God yeah, in yeah, the yeah. beauty of his holiness he's worthy of our best praise amen amen, amen. just want to 
give some notes before benediction on this morning. I want to thank God uh, before um, she has to leave. Uh, we've had some help this morning. Thank God for the help. Amen. 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 Sister Marsha Cobbs is here who is helping us in ministry today in the ministry to the impaired. So give God praise for us. Amen. Sister Tammy was out. She's Tammy was out in pre, on a preaching assignment and she is filled in and filled in well. Amen. 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 I want to thank God for her. I want to thank God for the presence of uh, a good friend, uh, good friends uh, with Dr. M.D. Woods and Sister oh, Woods who yeah. here, uh, Pastor Emeritus of Mount Moriah Church and Raymond Hill Church amen, and also amen. Uh, ministry with the excellent leader. We want to thank God for their presence on, t- on today. I want to thank God for our young people. Amen. Give God praise for our young people. Amen. Amen. Thank God for Isaac Watts. Thank God for Thomas Dorsey. Thank God for James Cleveland, but also thank God for Ty Tribbett. (laughs) Need to give God praise for the now. Amen. Amen. Worship in the now. I want to thank God uh, for our leader, Brother Bush. Thank God for all who have participated in worship. Today, uh, we want to acknowledge our youth and child of the month. If we will, our youth of the month is Sister Hannah Murphy. Give Sister Hannah Murphy. Amen. Amen. Hannah Murphy and our child of the month is Sister Ava Dior Brown. Amen. Sister Ava Dior Brown. Thank God. Sister Brown, amen. Give God praise for what God is doing. I want to thank God for every single soul that is here. Uh, Thank God for your faithfulness in giving. Uh, Thank God uh, for those virtually, your faithfulness in giving. We ask and thank God to understand that you know when you give to the local church, you give to the kingdom of God. And so we want to thank God for your gifts and for your faithfulness. Also, we want to pray for those in our family who are dealing still with sickness and with death and bereavement, we want to always be in prayer with those individuals who are dealing with that. And thank God. Um, we have a prayer that is to come. I want to thank God and give God praise for blessings for back to school. Amen. amen. To all of our students. Amen. All of our teachers and all of those who work in the school system, give God praise and thanks for their safety and for their health, and thank you for them. Uh, For uh, to to be safe on this morning, continually we ask that all of those to my left and to your right would exit the double doors together. For those in the middle, closest to that door, if you would exit that door, and for those to my right and your left, we would single file and exit the door on the right, uh, single file. Amen? Amen. Thank God. And we ask that you fellowship on the outside. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. Thank God for that. Pastor Haynes. Church, amen. Amen, amen. We are, today is a special day. Our children are on the way back to school, and here at Salem, we are blessed to have a lot of Salem babies who are on their way back to school teaching. <laughs> Y'all bless the Lord. We've got, I, I just noticed that we've got a lot of teachers in, in this house. So before we leave, we are going to just pray with our children 
And I'm going to ask those who are teachers and those who are retired teachers, those who have been teachers or those who are teachers now, after the children come, I just want you to come and stand around them so that we can pray as we begin this school year. This uh, this is a, a strange time. It's, it is a, whoever thought that you would have to worry about your children being destroyed in school? Whoever thought, whoever thought that we would see but I'm just believing that there is a God who sits high and looks down low. And in spite of all, he is in charge of all. So we're going to pray for our children. I'm going to ask the Reverend Japaris Key will come. He's going to come and lead that prayer for us. Uh, he's a teacher himself, a teacher preacher, so he's on both sides. Uh, he's going to come. He has an announcement that he will make, but then he will call the children and the teachers to come come forward. While he's coming, though, I do want to reiterate and thank God for the presence of Dr. Woods and Sister Woods. There are members here. They don't know it. <laughs> they don't know it, but there are members here. I never let him come here without just saying hey to his family. Come here. <laughs> Amen. Dr. Woods. real quickly I'm just so glad and thankful to God to be back in this place among wonderful people to hear this man sing the song preach the word I thank God for Salem my wife and I have watched you on the internet many times during this pandemic and this man has done some of his best preaching even <laughs> through the season that we Bless have been heart. in Thank God for you. My prayers are with you. My love is for you. God bless you. And thank you for letting me be a member. All right. Well, that, that, that means a lot coming from Dr. Woods teaches preachers. And I, I, when he says that, I don't take it lightly when he, matter of fact, when he, when he shows up, I have to start checking my notes and making sure I'm... Amen, amen, amen. We're going to ask now that uh, Reverend Keys, will you come and uh, with your announcement, and then if you would call our young people together. Praise the Lord, church. Some may not know, but for almost a year, there has been a committee group of members of Salem who have been coming together uh, almost weekly to discuss preparations for the next chapter for Heritage Hall. Um, and so uh, for months it has been a, a small secret on the work that we've been doing, but the secret is now out, uh, that we are preparing to unveil a new and revitalized Heritage Hall experience for not only our congregation, but for the community at large. And so the History Committee has been working very diligently um, in preparation for a grand opening during Church Anniversary Month in October. But during homecoming weekend this year, we want to do a soft opening where we will uh, unveil some of the work that we've been uh, doing to sort of revamp and revitalize the story that has brought us to this point. As many of you know, Salem has such a rich history and story, and we want to be able to share that 
um, again, not only with our church family, but to this community at large. And so with Pastor's Blessing, we have um, prayed on how we might rethink homecoming weekend so that we might bring that story alive. And so it is going to be an experience that I don't think we will soon forget. Um, and so we want you to mark your calendars for the weekend of August 20th and August the 21st. On August 20th, we are going to have our first ever block party. Somebody say block party. It is going to be an, an amazing occasion where we are going to take over the grounds of Salem with food, with vendors, with activities for the entire family. And so we want you to come out. Come out, bring your entire family, bring your friends, invite your uh, neighbors, because we are going to have an amazing time. All roads are going to lead to Salem on Saturday, All August right. 20th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. On the grounds of our campus. So we want to make sure that uh, you all avail yourselves to that because it is going to be a wonderful, wonderful time in the Lord. Then on Sunday, August 21st, we're going to shake, for 21st, we're going to shake up things just a little bit. Uh, many of you know that we have our homecoming worship service where we invite former members and community members, but this time we're going to do things just a little differently. We are going to have an outdoor service in the main parking lot right in front of the main sanctuary at 9 a.m. So you may want to set a little reminder in your phone. We will not be in the sanctuary at 11, but rather we will be outside on the main parking lot at 9 a.m. Uh, where we will be worshiping the Lord. Our attire is requested that we wear white. All white attire is requested for that service. Then immediately after, we're going to head on over to Heritage Hall where we're going to have our first annual gospel brunch. I am so, so, so excited about that. We have special musical guests that are confirmed to be with us. We will have a catered meal that will be provided. And so we're asking the church, this is, again, going back to our history committee, this is our fundraising effort so that we might continue the work of revamping Heritage Hall. So we are asking for advanced ticket prices uh, to be purchased at $50, $50 advanced tickets. And then the week of that event, I believe that is the week of August 15th, we will uh, increase that ticket price to $75. Please know that um, seating is very limited for this occasion, so we encourage you, if at all possible, to please purchase your ticket at the advanced price so that we might know who all is coming for that occasion. So I am so, so, so excited about that gospel brunch. We're going to head on over immediately following our service at 1130. We're so excited that our very own brother Demetrius Morgan has partnered with us to create some t-shirts, t-shirts that uh, you might want to wear at the um, block party, um, but those are going to be ongoing sales. They're going to be called We Are Salem t-shirts. We Are Salem. We want to make sure that the entire congregation has an opportunity to show themselves and uh, uh, represent themselves not only at the block party, but in the months to come. So he has a website um, that you might purchase that. An email went out this morning uh, for you to click directly on that image and you can go straight to that website directly to order your shirt. Or you may contact the church office um, in order to purchase that. And the website is also listed on our church's website. If you would like to pick up your t-shirt, pick up is going to be on 
August the 12th, Friday, August 12th, and Friday, August 19th during regular church office business hours. And there is also an option if you would like this shirt shipped to your home. So many wonderful things happening in the life of our church, and so we want to make sure that you avail yourselves to these opportunities. Amen? Reverend Marsha Phillips and myself will be out to my right, your left, right outside those doors if anyone would like to purchase their tickets with cash or check. Amen? And so at this time, we are ready for our prayer. We do invite all of our children who are returning to school, whether you are K through 12 or college, if you would come down at this time. We want you all to be front and center before we invite our educators and all of our support staff. Let's give our children a hand, amen, as they come. Just take up the entire altar area, spread out. Let's make sure that we step for, spread out, but step forward a little bit so that we can have our educators stand behind you to support you, prop you up. Amen, amen. And now we would invite our educators, administrators, any support staff, retired educators, if you all would please come at this time and just surround our children. Let us pray. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, whither shall I go? Gracious God, we come this afternoon giving you all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor. God, before we can even think to ask you for anything, we still have to say thank you for everything. God, for waking us up this morning, giving us a mind to come to this house one more time, we say thank you for giving us the health and the strength that we need to see another day's journey, we thank you. God, there's so many things that even we can't even think to thank you for that you have so graciously given us day after day after day. And so our hearts are so grateful, oh God, that you have kept us even in these still trying times. Oh God, these children who surround this altar the educators, the administrators, the support staff. Oh God, before we can even ask you for anything, you know all about it. You know all about our needs, oh God. You know all about our questions, our concerns, the, the concerns that are on our hearts. And God, we know that your word, nowhere in your word, God, does it say that we need to beg you for anything.
God, we know we can just ask what we need from you, and you will hear us. And so, oh God, as we enter into this new school year, there are so many things that we could ask. But, oh God, we just ask that you would keep us. Above all else, just keep us. Keep our minds. Keep our hearts. Keep our bodies, oh God. We know there has been so much danger and so much violence that we see on the news and on social media, oh God, but we know you to be our protector. And so we're not going to enter into this school year with fear and with trepidation because we know who you are, oh God. Every day that we step out of our homes, oh God, you are protecting us. You're already watching over us. And so, oh God, we stand in gratitude knowing that everything is going to be all right. Oh God, we pray, oh God, for our children. Dear Lord, for these past two, three years, they have dealt with so much that we have never thought they would need to deal with at one time, oh God. And so, oh God, we ask that you cover their minds. We know that mental health has been a challenge. And so, oh God, we ask that you keep their minds, oh God. Keep them in perfect peace that their minds would remain stayed on you. Help them, oh God, to know that when the moments get heavy and when circumstances seem unsure that, God, you are always with them. That, oh God, you have provided them divine manifestations of you in the form of their families, oh God, and, and the village that surrounds them and prays for them and covers them each and every day. Dear God, help them to know that they are not deficient, that they are not dumb, that they are not stupid, that they are not confused, that God, you are just revealing daily the brilliance that is already within them, that they lack nothing. Every moment that they enter, every day that they enter the classroom, that they are sharing their gifts, that they're sharing their brilliance. Give them the confidence to know that you have planted within them everything they need to be successful. Oh God, we pray for parents. Dear Lord, touch our parents and guardians and give them the perfect peace to know that when their child leaves home every morning, that they will return home safe and sound. Oh God, give parents and guardians the confidence to know that they have raised their children in such a way that when they go to school, when they're in their academic environments, that they will do what they need to do that they will not act any different, oh God, than how the, their parents have instilled wisdom and knowledge and love and care into them. God, we pray for our educators. We pray for our teachers. We pray for all support staff. Every single person 
that is involved in touching a child's life. Oh God, remind us, oh God, that every single decision, every single thought, every single action that we make is for the benefit of our children. That we are in the business of molding minds and shaping hearts for the world that they are preparing to enter. Oh God, touch us, oh God, touch the educators and the support staff in a time where we are called to be mediator and counselor and a discipliner and administrator and some now even want us to be police officers. God help us to keep the main thing, the main thing. God, give us guidance, give us peace, give us wisdom to do what we've been called to do, and that is to mold and shape and protect these great children. Oh God, even as our college students prepare to return back to campus, oh God, cover them. Help them to make wise decisions, oh God. Keep them in all of their ways, help them to know that they too are, are brilliance being revealed. And oh God, we are so careful to give you all of the praise, all of the glory, all of the honor, because we count everything done. We count everything done. We count everything done. In the name of the one who can turn water into wine. In the name of the one who can raise the dead back into life. Who can heal broken bodies. Oh God, we count it done. In the matchless name of Jesus the Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. If you would, ask everyone to stand to your feet. If you would, just bow your head now unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God be glory, be majesty, be dominion and authority. And may it be both now, henceforth and forevermore. Amen. And you are dismissed. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. 
online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church P.O. Box 817 Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.